1: What's up, Rams fans? Welcome into Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. Tonight's uh, rumors, they are, of course, part of the offseason, but sometimes they just go a little bit too far. Plus, the Madden ratings are out. What does it all mean? And later, well, training camp is underway. We'll talk about who to keep your eyes on. Before we hop into the action, I uh, did want to let you know, uh, give you a reminder, RamsShowcase.com. That is where you can find the latest surrounding Rams Showcase, as well as myself, at Sheriff Joe SheriffJoeBaggs.com. Uh, at Ram Showcase at Sheriff Jobex. That's where the social media is at. Uh, but uh, keep up with ramshowcase.com, especially as we dive into the season, as we get ready for uh, preseason games to be uh, played and all that stuff. That is absolutely where you'll find the bulk of the content. Still wondering uh, or figuring out how I'm going to handle the game previews, but video versions of the game previews will continue. I believe that'll be a ramshowcase.com exclusive, though. Uh, but stay tuned for any updates on that. So uh, diving into the action here, Uh, the Rams did officially sign outside linebacker Byron Young, meaning that uh, all of the drafted rookies are now signed. The Rams are typically one of, if not the last team to sign all of their rookies. This dates back to the Jeff Fisher era, so this really shouldn't surprise anybody, although we did see uh, some of those top picks uh, just get signed a few days ago. So the Rams were not the last team to sign all their drafted rookies. Uh, but they typically have been uh, right into that range there. So uh, with the preseason right around the corner, rookies, especially this season, uh, they have a lot of eyes on them as we enter camp and the preseason. So Byron Young uh, getting officially under contract. Kobe Turner as well, one of the late additions uh, as far as getting officially under a contract. Uh, these guys, uh, they they have roles to play this offseason, and that's uh, pretty exciting stuff. Uh, so I uh, wanted to talk about uh, one thing real fast. Um, I know that that this topic has been pretty covered as far as uh, the timing of this uh, conversation goes, but I did want to mention it here. So the reports about Matthew Stafford, uh, they talked about that uh, uh, originally that there was trade conversations between the Rams uh, and other teams and potentially trying to unload them. Uh, And then it came out that the Rams tried to just restructure his deal, that it wasn't looking for a trade. It was looking to just redo his deal Uh, And then, of course, Kevin Demoff did come out and say that none of that was true, that uh, the Rams, if they wanted to get rid of Stafford, they absolutely could have. Uh, Cash-wise, it was absolutely an option. Dead cap-wise, maybe less of an option there, uh, but it absolutely was still something that could have happened. And I'll be honest, if there was a season to just go ahead and drop Stafford and let's move on and let's just figure out the future, it was kind of this year, right? That kind of feels like a real thing. So. I'm going to go ahead and uh, side with the Kevin Demoff camp, not the Mike Florio camp here, because uh, Florio thinks that Kevin Demoff is just lying all over the place, so who knows. But I'm going to go ahead and side with Kevin Demoff here and say that uh, if the Rams really did want to move Stafford, I think it absolutely could have happened, especially pre-draft when uh, that was obviously just a, a, a thing that, that, uh, that the teams were looking for, especially at the top end of that draft there. I, I totally believe that somebody could have wanted Matthew Stafford as far as a trade goes. So uh, it just makes sense, though, that um, that that maybe the Rams would have asked uh, for him to maybe restructure his deal. But again, the reports are now conflicting. We don't actually know what has happened here. Uh, we don't know if the Rams asked Stafford to take a, a a cut or a restructure, and he said no. If they never reached out to him, we don't know what the conversations involving a trade looked like because that all was a rumor started by uh michael lombardi on the pat mcafee show Uh, we kind of talked about that before on the live streams ram showcase live every mondays on youtube and facebook but uh so michael lombardi just kind of mentioned that it makes sense that they would have tried to trade matthew stafford not reporting that they did try to trade matthew stafford and of course rumors just kind of run rampant at that point so Take that for uh, whatever you will. Speaking of rumors, did want to uh, talk about this one because, well, it's just not really cool. I know that I've had my, um, my, my complaints, my, my gripes with sports media uh, recently. Uh, and this one, I actually don't know the, the genesis of this story, but did want to mention it as well. Uh, rumors, uh, just going too far again, uh, this time a rumor came out that Matthew Stafford's wife, Kelly Stafford, has cancer again was the report. Kelly, of course, refuted this report and expressed her frustrations with it. Uh, and this is a quote coming from uh, Kelly Stafford directly. She said, most of the time, I wouldn't care what people wrote because it didn't matter. This matters. This matters because it takes away from the people who are fighting this horrible disease, fighting to live another day, fighting to be here with the ones they love, fighting 24-7. So please send your prayers Uh, to them. I will reiterate it again. I do not have cancer and have never had cancer. I'm so sorry again for the ones who are fighting. And to you so-called journalists out there, be better and stop using me as clickbait because NFL camp is starting back. Kelly did not have um, a a cancer diagnosis, by the way. It was a brain tumor uh, that she had removed in 2019, so, yeah, I fully have Kelly's back on this one. Uh, the sports media took a comment that was said on her podcast uh, just talking about how she's been dealing with some some different health issues and, and that she was feeling some pain and stuff like that. She literally said in there, it's not cancer or anything, and somebody still took that and spun it and saying that she had cancer again. In order to have cancer again, you have to have cancer once, and that's also not something that Kelly Stafford has, um, had, had officially dealt with, although her health history and her health path has been quite a story um she's quite the champion for the things that she's dealt with um but it's just one of those things where sports media needs to kind of just know what they're doing here and uh kind of uh, <laughs> in a weird way to put it know your role kind of because um th- putting out a story like this um it is it is harsh that it, you have got to know when something is this serious. I feel like you really need, just need to do do your fact checking here. So Kelly Stafford, I absolutely have her back on this story. What a ridiculous way for somebody to twist something for clicks and plays. Again, just another example of where clicks and plays are more important than the quality of your content. And it's just a side that I'm having a hard time agreeing with here let's go ahead and move on though i uh, wanted to talk about uh madden so madden did uh released their ratings they did it over a week span uh really stretching this puppy out which uh in most ea fashion possible uh just spinning that conversation for as long as they can um they split the the ratings like i said over a, a full week and i'll be honest they do this every single year and it still gets everybody <laughs> right so uh madden they typically short people on purpose they short star players on purpose they do things on purpose to spark conversation now the creed humphrey thing i think that that's just ea and showing their incompetence because let's not confuse like yes they do things on purpose to stir up conversation but they're still incompetent let's not pretend like they're uh they like they know what they're doing over there uh so obviously the creed humphrey thing that one i feel like is just a mistake they just don't know what they're doing out here ea doesn't love football they don't have people in there uh, creating this thing that just love the game of football. It's for money. It's for microtransactions, all that stuff. So that I think is just an oversight. But the Madden ratings, this is a conversation. This is just to spike up the interest leading up to the game. And hey, I mean, it works, right? I don't know what the Matthew Stafford rating was. I just know so many people were mad about it um, because uh, I'll be honest, I maybe I'm missing something here. Maybe I'm confused about the Madden ratings. Um, but don't they change every week? I'll be honest, I haven't played Madden in years. It's been a long time since I've been a video game guy. And I, I don't say that as like, a, if you play video games, you're you're a certain kind of person. No, because video games are awesome, all right? I just am not one of the people that plays them anymore. I used to all the time. I, pulled, I logged some serious hours onto Madden and 2K5 and those games. I logged legitimate hours on those, but not anymore either way. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, don't they change every week now? Isn't it like the whole internet thing and the like the weekly update rosters? Like they like if week one happens and Matthew Stafford has a good day, isn't he going to climb up? So, what would be the reasoning behind getting super super upset about um uh, about this like the ratings just being low initially? Won't they change? Like I guess. Maybe I'm maybe I'm confused here, and maybe I'm under, uh, misunderstanding the value of um, the Madden ratings, but I'm going to let you know also, just because a player is rated a little bit low in the initial ratings, that doesn't just mean they're going to have a bad season, so it's going to be okay, right? And uh, the way that the Rams roster is built right now with so many rookies on it and so many young guys, um, there's no way that any, like... If if we don't know who's going to be good, the coaching staff doesn't know who's going to be good, there's no way that these dorks <laughs> working for EA have any idea who's going to be awesome and what their like speed and agility and awareness ratings, what they legitimately are, that'll come over time. So let's look at the end of the season. I think that that'll at least be a little bit more accurate, <laughs> or hopefully a little bit more accurate, considering this is ultimately a video game. It's not actually real life, so uh, there's that part of it. And uh, before we start talking about training camp here, because that is the bulk of what I want to discuss today, did want to talk about hard knocks a little bit and uh, the fall of hard knocks. So obviously we know that the Jets have been forced into uh, this season's hard knocks, and it's really unfortunate um, because I, I was always such a big fan of the hard Knocks series Uh, When it covered the Rams in 2016, I thought they did an awesome job. That one was just a cool one, though, because not only did we get hard knocks, but we also got all or nothing. So from training camp until the end of week 17, we had really in-depth coverage of the L.A. Rams from outside sources. And that was really cool to see, especially in our first year back in Los Angeles. Uh, You get to see, you know, obviously uh, the Jared Goff rookie training camp and all that process, and then, you know, Jeff Fisher telling the team, and the coaching staff that he had been fired, Mike Singletary comes up and shakes his hand and stuff like that. It's like stuff that you would never see, uh, which was so cool. But Hard Knocks uh, being in a position this year where the the NFL had to kind of step in and just, like, be a dad and, like, tell somebody, like, no, I don't care. This is what we're doing right now, all right? Like, you don't have any say in this. Like, that's it's pretty extreme, I think, because Hard Knocks used to be such a respected thing. It used to get, you know— Just it was an inside look onto teams that we had not seen before. Like I remember my first time watching a player be cut on hard knocks. It was like life changing. It was like, oh my gosh, like it just humanized it right now. The Jets are saying we don't want to uh, uh, to to show players getting cut because it's inhumane and stuff like that. It's like, well, that's I get it. Jets, I get it that you don't want us to see this this moment because that's hard on a player. But that's literally why we fans watch, right? Like, we want to see that awkward stuff. We want to see the in, inside the building stuff, the inside the coaches' closed door uh, office meetings. Like, we, that's, that's what we're watching for because we haven't gotten that. So if you're going to take away the stuff that we're watching for, Hard Knocks is just going to disappear. Hard Knocks is under contract through 2024. So I'm assuming that next year we'll see somebody forced into it as well. Uh, But again, in the early days, it was the inside look at the building. Nothing like we had ever seen before. Social media was not dominating the NFL. So Hard Knocks was how we saw into the back rooms of these hallways of these NFL facilities and stuff. And it was it was guiding how how like we viewed different teams. I remember leaving watching the Ravens or watching the Jets and just being like, like having just a deeper understanding of Rex Ryan. And let's go get some snacks and stuff like that. It was giving us memes. It was giving us it gave us the two bananas meme. Like, I mean, this is good stuff, man. like so to to see the the way that the the it's not hard Knox's fault per se. it's 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 the the social media aspect of how the NFL has grown um and and things like with the Rams let's keep it Rams related like i talked about we had the two bananas why would the rams welcome in hard knocks when we create our own series in behind the grind that is more team focused more team represented it's created inside the building it's less of a distraction for uh the, for these guys to be in the building because they work there already they they the players know these guys these guys know the players they understand the team they understand what the team is wanting to showcase they understand what the team is wanting to not really show people. It's it's already here. They, they're they in the building. The, the cameras are already here. These people know this team. They know the fan base. And they can just give us something that's way better than Hard Knocks ever could. I'll be honest. Like I said, I used to love Hard Knocks. I didn't even finish the one that they covered the Rams and the Chargers because it was just not interesting at all. I get so pumped when I see that a new Behind the Grind episode is out. I don't care at all what Hard Knocks is doing anymore. I just don't. And that's because of social media and because of the teams. The production teams that the Rams have in-house is unbelievable. And honestly, it is the level of HBO's Hard Knocks. The The Behind the Grind series is so good that it could be on a network like that. But it's for us. It is ours. And I absolutely love that. So, Like I said, teams now have the ability, the skill, and the platforms to create their own Hard Knocks-like shows, like Behind the Grind. And they can just do it themselves. They don't need to bring in any outside sources. And uh, the NFL teams no longer need anything like Hard Knocks to showcase what is going on or what they want to show what's going on inside their building And anything like that. In training camp, it's well covered. Uh, We get series like Behind the Grind. I'm trying to think of the other names of some of the other ones because if you watch other teams' series too, they're so good. I was watching the Browns series like all last year because they just do such a good job production wise. It's not that I care about the Browns, it's that I'm a media guy and I kind of geek out on sick video shots and sweet editing, you know? So to see teams be able to do it themselves. I think is really cool, and it makes all the sense in the world that uh, that that is just the path that uh, the NFL is going. So I would assume that HBO's Hard Knocks will have this season with the Jets and maybe one other season, and I'm going to guess that it goes ahead and kind of dips away, unless they can dramatically change their approach and make it something worthwhile, make it something that is something that they can offer that teams cannot, which honestly... I don't have any ideas there. So good luck to HBO and the Hard Knocks crew, uh, but I don't understand how they'll be able to adjust with what the NFL media and and individualized media with each NFL team, what that has grown to. I'm not sure how an outside source in HBO and Hard Knocks, that crew, I'm not sure how they can compete. I just don't see it, it being possible Let's go ahead and uh, shift gears because uh, training camp is officially underway. I've been watching uh, press conferences this morning, and that is so exciting. So we got uh, some some good little tidbits of information. We know that Hunter Long and uh, and Warren McClendon are going to be placed on the PUP as uh, they are dealing with uh, their own injuries. but. Uh, expected to be okay. Hopefully, uh, we do see them pop up in preseason games. Not sure exactly how long they're going to be down for, but training camp uh, beginning today. Uh, As of recording, it is the 25th of July, so uh, it's uh, it's exciting times, man. We are here. We are excited, and of course, uh, training camp to me is the official start of football season, so I'm just pumped for it, and uh, let's talk about uh, training camp here a little bit. So, And we talked about this on Ram Showcase Live every Monday, streaming on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, But I wanted to mention here uh, the open practices for the Rams if you happen to live in the area and want to check out some cool stuff. So Saturday, July 29th, this weekend, is officially sold out. These are all free events, by the way. You just need to claim tickets. But uh, first one, the 29th, is um, officially closed up, sold out. It is back together Saturday. You're scoring your 2023 schedule magnets and, uh, autograph opportunities come from the offensive line. So, uh, give uh, Rob Havenstein a high five for Sheriff Joe bags this Saturday. If you will be out there, uh, and let him know that I am absolutely, uh, not one of the people who forgets that he is so sick. and has been here for so long. Uh, next open camp going to be uh, coming out on Monday, the 31st of July. You're scoring a Rams drawstring bag and, uh, meeting with the wide receivers. So, uh, Obviously, Cooper Cup, the big name there. Uh, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, Benny Scope, Puka Nakua. Great opportunities uh, for autographs there. Following uh, day, the 1st of August, uh, you get your Rams challenge coin, which I'll be honest, I don't know what that is, but it's exciting nonetheless. And uh, your autographs are coming from the quarterbacks and running backs. So awesome opportunity to maybe score uh, uh, some rookie autos here. Maybe a Stetson Bennett. Maybe that'll be worth something in some time. Pretty sick stuff. Cam makers obviously as as well. Uh, you get to to meet uh, Kyron Williams and maybe Zach Evans in there. Sony Michelle, that'll be a good one as well. I'm sure that uh, we'll get some some good photos. By the way, always feel free to share photos with uh, your friendly neighborhood Sheriff Joe Bags at Ram Showcase at Sheriff Joe Bags. If you are there, I absolutely love seeing this stuff. Um, being in Colorado, uh, I am obviously very far away from training camp, so this stuff is awesome to me. Uh, The next open day, August 3rd, that's Vamos Rams Day. You're scoring that uh, Mariachi towel and the Vamos Rams poster. And you're also meeting with the defensive line. There's going to be Mariachi mariachi Rams uh, performing uh, in the Corona Beer Garden. Uh, They'll be performing from 3.30 to 4.15. So if you're out there as well, uh, definitely go have an awesome time. That sounds so sick. What a sick way to spend a Thursday. (laughs) Like, that's so dope. All right. And the next day, uh, next open day is going to be Saturday, August 5th. That is sold out, however. Um, and uh, that one's going to be, uh, you're scoring, it's Legends Day. So, of course, it's sold out. It's a Saturday and it's Legends Day. Uh, that's going to be a good one. Rams Legends poster. You're also getting autographs from linebackers. Uh, it's Sunday, the very next day. You're scoring the Rams drawstring bag and a sticker pack. And uh, you get autographs from tight ends and special teams. So uh, be sure to congratulate Big Rig Higgs on being the best tight end in franchise history. And then uh, the final one here on the list is going to be on August 8th. That is a Tuesday. You're getting your 2023 Rams calendars and meeting with the defensive backs where you're going to see Kobe Durant, who is absolutely in an awesome spot for uh, breakout this season. So that's very exciting stuff. And I talked about this on Ram Showcase Live on Monday. Uh, But uh, if you're going to be out here, my only suggestion to you, this is my only advice on um, getting autographs from players at, in the sea of fans who are trying to get autographs from these guys. How do you stand out? Well, you know their first name. I'll be honest. It's, that, is, that goes so far with some of these guys. Just know who they are instead of just holding out a poster and a pen and just holding it in front of them being like hey hey it's it it does a lot and it goes a long way if you know who they are if you can ask them questions more specific to them um and not be don't be a weirdo don't be a weirdo all right but like if you can uh my example is when uh the rams played in denver and chase reynolds was talking with his family there was a guy right next to me just yelling hey 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 holding out his sharpie <laughs> to to chase chase didn't even look over. And I said, hey, Chase, when you get a second, can you sign this for me, man? And he looked over and walked right over to me. And he literally said to me, he was like, man, go, he's like, knowing who we are goes a long way. And that's it, man. That is it. And I've got plenty of examples of that. Different guys that when they're walking up and you can call them by name, that gets their attention, man. Instead of just yelling, hey, or hey, sign this, hey, hey, hey. That It, it, go, it really does go a long way to just know who these guys are. And I know that this year specifically that is so difficult to do. Um, because we have so many new faces but study up man go through that list on the rams website on the rams app they got their face next to them just just kind of take a peek man and it worst case scenario kind of just keep it open and you can kind of be looking for them and just kind of understand on each day when you're going if you're going on a day that that position group just just put your eyeballs on the list and and take a peek at their those guys' faces because that like i said goes a very long way and just being cool with them knowing showing that you are a legitimate fan that you're not just trying to get something signed and yeah it's it's just cool stuff man so that's kind of my uh, my little point on that but uh of course with camp beginning it's not just about getting stuff signed it's not just about showing up and burning under that la sun it is about uh these players and who's gonna pop this year because like i said we've got a lot of young guys on this team right now and we don't know who's going to be good, who's going to be bad, who's going to stick around, who's going to be gone and in just a few weeks here. Some of these guys are not going to have jobs. So uh, that's what we're looking for right now. So obviously the LA Rams in a different season than we've been uh, used to seeing them in as uh, this year is is quite the year to, to, to get into camp in preseason. So So many rookies on this team. We have almost 40 rookies rocking on this roster right now, which is unheard of, especially in the Sean McVay era for the Rams. We are going to have rookies for the first time under Sean McVay have legitimate roles, not just backup roles where they kind of come in in rotation. They have legitimate roles on this team. So let's go ahead and start at the quarterback position. The main name that you are looking for here is going to be Rookie quarterback, Stetson Bennett. Stet Bennettar, Steady B. Actually, you know what? I changed my mind on Steady B. That still feels like Stedman Bailey to me, and it feels uncomfortable to call Stetson Bennett that. Anyway, that's a sidebar. <laughs> but he's a rookie who's got solid experience. Not a lot of people have this experience. Trey Lance doesn't have near this experience that Stetson Bennett, uh, Stetson Bennett does. Uh, he's got champion experience and plenty of playing time under his belt so look for Stett to be one of the more important role players in camp and preseason uh, but also keep your eyeballs on Brett Rippon let's see uh, what he, what he uh, is going to do during this camp I'm not convinced that the Rams are going to keep three quarterbacks but if they do I would anticipate that it's going to be Brett Rippen. Uh dresser win probably not going to get a lot of playing time in, in the games in the preseason games uh, but Let's see if uh, his name pops up at all when uh, when we're uh, sifting through tweets uh, talking about Rams camp. Next up at the running back spot, uh, Sonny Michelle obviously uh, making his return to the Rams. Um, I'm I'm kind of confused still at uh, what uh, Sony Michelle's role is going to be on this uh, defense or on this offense right uh, going into this year, uh, or if he's only here for like camp and preseason. So we still don't know what to expect or how long he's going to be. Uh, hanging out. But I think that his camp will be telling because if he can show that he is still a productive back, then it makes sense that he'll be able to stick around. But then how many running backs do the Rams keep? Because Kyron Williams, we did not hear a lot from him last year. Uh, Even after Hendo was waived, we still did just not hear a lot from Kyron Williams. When he got out there, he looked fine. But I say this a bunch, and I'm sure I'll say it again here, uh, is that uh, if the If the coaching staff isn't itching to get a player out on the field, there's no reasons for for the fans to be calling for it. They know these guys better than we do, and they would know if a guy is going to have a legitimate impact or not. And then uh, rookie, Zach Evans. Uh, It feels like Evans might not get his name said a lot this season, but if he does during camp, then maybe we'll see him climb up that depth chart. And if Zach Evans, Kyron Williams, if they come into camp showing that they can really get it done... Does that spell the end of Sony Michelle's time uh, on the 2023 Rams roster? So those are all something that we're keeping an eye on. Obviously, uh, this is the first camp in quite a while that we can remember that, that there's so many different uh, question marks. Uh, and that's not really a bad thing. in, in a, if anything, that just, it spurs competition. And that should be exciting to, uh, to any fan here. So uh, moving on to wide receiver. Uh, we'll start with Tutu Atwell, because uh, we have not seen the pop from Tutu quite yet. And it feels like if it uh, like this year, it, it has to happen this year. And if it doesn't happen this year, I'm going to go ahead and say he doesn't have it. So I'm not going to say right now that he doesn't have it. I'm going to say right now that we haven't seen evidence that he is just scheduled to pop this year. That we don't know, all right? But if it doesn't happen this year... I'm fully on the on the train that he does not have it. Next up is going to be Ben Skoranek, Benny Sko, the Sko Plow. Uh, He's a good all-around player. He can obviously play at fullback as well, uh, but I'm looking for him to take that next step. So will that be uh, this season? Uh, I think preseason, if he plays in preseason, that's going to be telling. Uh, same with Tutu at all. Who plays and doesn't play in preseason tells us something. If they're not playing in preseason, chances are they're going to be here week one, and we want them to be healthy. If they are playing in preseason chances are there's a few different options here obviously uh, but there's the chances that uh, they need some reps and we just need to get them out there that's going to be the case for a lot of rookies who will still see the final 53 man roster um, but we will see them in preseason but also it could mean that they're just fighting for their lives out here so that's also something so keep it keep your eye out on who is dressed in preseason because that will give us some answers Next, we'll go to Tyler Johnson and Demarcus Robinson. I put these two together because I'm still surprised that they're here, I'll be honest, and I'm curious to see what their impact on camp is, and if either or both is going to be sticking around as we enter the regular season. So we know Cooper Cup is wide receiver one. We feel very good that Jefferson's going to be wide receiver two. Behind that, it does get a little bit more dicey. Is it going to be Puka Nakua? Is it going to be Benny Sko? Is it going to be Tutu Atwell? Is it going to be Tyler Johnson or Demarcus Robinson? That these are all questions that we have to answer. So, uh, the, obviously, we don't know that yet, but we feel good about one and two. The rest are kind of up for grabs, I would say. Uh, so that we'll we'll just keep our eyes on it. Who's being talked about? Who's not being talked about? Which brings us to Puka Nakua, the rookie wide receiver. Uh, let's see. So Puka, obviously, he's got a bunch of talent, and he comes into a, vision, uh, a position where he could have a very legitimate impact on the Rams' offense this year. But how loud does that hype train get during camp and preseason? And again, uh, we we kind of know the history of, of his injuries, and we know that we can't guarantee that just because he's been hurt in the past, he's just going to get beat up again this year. Um, but it is something that's in everybody's mind that, that he's dealt with injuries a lot, and some people are just kind of susceptible to injuries, i.e. Sam Bradford. Like, it, it seemed like, even normal hits, for some reason, it was, like, catastrophic to him. And I don't know if that's, like, some weird genetics thing or, or what, but uh, Puka Nakua, as long as he can stay healthy, he should be okay. Tight end, we have six guys fighting for what I would guess is two or three spots. Uh, no real word on how many guys the Rams will keep at tight end, although tight end is not a very hefty position uh, in the Rams' offensive scheme under McVay. So two, two makes sense three feels realistic as well hunter long we're keeping an eye on him of course he is getting put on the pup uh but he was making some splashes in otas he was we heard his name in otas which tells us something but what that we don't quite know yet being on the pup does of course hurt uh but if he can come back and uh start making some uh some impacts in these preseason games then that definitely helps his cause we also have the rookie davis allen who uh Coming in as a rookie, he he's given off real big Jacob Harris vibes. And I don't mean that as like a detriment or anything, because it seems like every year the Rams have preseason heroes. And that's good. That's definitely not, not a bad thing at all. Uh, but it does skew the expectations, I think, of some fans. And some fans will see um, incredible preseason performances and think that like we need to get this guy as a starter. But just because somebody like Davis Allen plays well in preseason doesn't mean that he should probably start over over Higby because uh, Higby being one of the better players at that position this team has ever seen, um, a rookie is not going to come in and just dethrone him right away like that. I know that if if Allen does come in and is awesome in preseason though, we are going to hear it's probably going to be from like the Sports Illustrated or there's some Rams websites that kind of like overreact a lot, um, and that's one that I think is coming <laughs> that Davis Allen should start over Tyler Higby. He shouldn't. All right. Maybe he is better, but like, let's let that be a year two thing. Uh, and we can kind of develop that from there. But uh, Davis Allen being uh, being in preseason, I think is obviously going to be uh, a very big help to Stetson Bennett and uh, their connection, I think will will continue to grow. And I think if that's kind of where that uh, expectations will be skewed. But again, he also might just be awesome. Maybe he should start over Tyler Higby. We'll see what happens. Um, And then uh, let's move to the offensive line as we wrap up the offensive side of the ball here. So uh, I'm looking for Joseph Nopum because with the Rams uh, offensive line last year and the injuries that the Rams saw last year, uh, the good news is we come into this year super healthy because these guys didn't even finish the year last year. So they had plenty of time to get healthy. So Nopum... He did start poorly last year. Even before he got hurt, he was not playing well. He had given up so many pressures. I, I want to say I saw a stat, and, and and forgive me, I didn't like write it down or screenshot or anything, but I want to say that the stat that I saw was he either gave up as many or or a few more uh, pressures just in the games that he played last year than Andrew Whitworth did in the previous two seasons combined. So, Boom was not playing well. And I think that this is a very big season for Joseph Noboom. If he does not play well this year, then chances are he's probably not going to make it to the 2024 Rams. I'd be surprised if uh, if he plays poorly, if he still does stick around. And the Rams are clearly fine with shuffling around the offensive line. So if Boom wants to keep playing, a strong camp feels necessary for him. Coleman Shelton and Brian Allen at the center position. It feels like this is a legitimate battle now. So Brian Allen doesn't really have any versatility. He is a center Coleman Shelton can play at center or either guard spot, so that gives him uh, kind of, in my position, in in my opinion, a leg up on Brian Allen, especially because I think Coleman Shelton is better center than Brian Allen. So, the from my perspective, the value that Coleman Shelton has over Brian Allen is very abundant, and so it wouldn't shock me to see Brian Allen be cut. If the team is also seeing what I'm seeing, if not, maybe I'm seeing something wrong or maybe I don't understand enough about Brian Allen's game and his mental preparation uh, from the outside of the building to know what he's actually bringing to the offensive line. I just really like Coleman Shelton. I think he's a better, better center. We did hear in OTAs that Coleman Shelton was taking reps with the ones. So if that continues, I would anticipate that Brian Allen's going to get cut. If we are hearing that, that Coleman Shelton is taking reps with the ones I would anticipate that Brian Allen is absolutely a potential cut. Uh, let's move on to Alaric Jackson. So uh, Jackson, obviously, he's 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 performed well at left tackle, and we have fans that definitely want him at left tackle over Boom. So this is a good battle at the left tackle spot because we don't have a guy who's just solid in that role. In fact, I'd say the only guy who's solid in a role is Rob Havenstein at right tackle. So. Uh, hearing Alaric Jackson's name from Rams reporters in training camp and preseason is going to be a very good thing for him. And then uh, Tremaine Ankrum is who will end this on. He's been around for a little while now, but always kind of as a depth piece. And is this the year he can take that leap? Is he is he only good enough to make the roster but not start? If that is the case, then I think his chances of making this roster are a little low, considering the the turnover that we're seeing at the offensive line spot. Maybe his his depth role can be taken by a younger guy, maybe a Logan Bruss in that situation. Flipping to the defensive side of the football, on the defensive line, we have Kobe Turner, Um, number 91, he was zero in college, but uh, Turner, he enters the defensive line group after some big name departures, and that is a perfect opportunity for a young guy to come in and make an immediate impact, especially when you're lining up next to Aaron Donald, one of the best to ever do it. Also, Marquise Copeland, the Rams made it a point to bring him back, and all. And I think that we'll see throughout camp and throughout preseason exactly why the Rams were so adamant about bringing Marquise Copeland back. Moving to linebacker, it's a largely unknown group outside of Ernest Jones, who is in a position to become a major leader for this team, so we should see uh, plenty of press opportunities from Jones. So I think that uh, fans will see the passion that we've already seen from his pet press conferences, I think we'll see that a lot, and I think that fans are going to be, as, as the preseason rolls on, I think that fans are going to be more and more high on Ernest Jones throughout all of his press conferences. Christian Roseboom, he is in a position to fight for a role. He's been here for a while now, uh, so maybe he can develop into a leader, especially in such a young group. So we'll see. I'm, I'm guessing that we'll see Roseboom and Zach Van Valkenburg. Uh, both in preseason. By the way, Zach Van Valkenburg, what a name! I want him to start simply because of his name, but I also love Christian Roseboom. So I'm I'm at a little bit of a crossroads here. Uh, but either way, I the, for me in my position, there's no losing between these two guys. These guys are both awesome. So uh, that's pretty sweet stuff. Uh, but Van Valkenburg, he's also in a position where he could maybe start next to Jones. Plus, great name. Daniel Hardy, uh, as we move over to outside linebacker here. Daniel Hardy, he's a young guy. He's dealt with injuries. Um, I don't think we've seen him play to his full potential. But, hey, new year, new chance for Daniel Hardy. And he came in looking way more jacked this year uh, than he has in previous years. So, hey, let's see if that translates into uh, production and being awesome on the football field. Michael Hoyt, we did hear from him in the opening press conferences of training camp. He's now got a full offseason working outside linebacker. He did say that that was his focus is uh, focused on on uh, training for different things. So I'm really excited to see what Michael Hoyt can do at that outside linebacker spot. Obviously, he had his detriments last year at that role um, and not really setting the edge right and stuff like that on uh, different occasions. But now he's got a full offseason working out for that position. So I'm really excited to see what he can do and uh, looking forward to hearing his name throughout camp because A Daniel Hardy, Michael Hoyt uh, combo makes a lot of sense at the outside linebacker spot. Uh, Also, a Michael Hoyt and Byron Young combo makes a lot of sense as uh, Byron Young coming in as a rookie. He's in a position to be the team's rookie of the year uh, on the defensive side. He really has everything that we could have asked for in a rookie stepping into a position that flow filled last year, Leonard Floyd. So he's really got it all. Uh, he's got the motor. He's got the skill set. Uh, he's He really does have everything that we could have asked for uh, bringing in a rookie to fill the role that Leonard Floyd has been playing. Uh, so I'm really excited to see Byron Young. It feels like, I don't want to say guaranteed, obviously, because that's not real, but like it feels like Byron Young is in the, the perfect spot to just have a legitimate impact on this season uh, as such a young guy. And we'll see a number zero for the first time in Rams history out there, rushing after the passer nonetheless. So Byron Young, I think he's in a position to, yeah, be in that conversation for Rams rookie of the year at the very minimum, hopefully for more. And then also uh, young guys coming in, O'Shawn Mathis and Nick Hampton, two rookies who enter a room with openings. And if they can make a big impact in camp and in preseason, they could absolutely hit a rotation on this defensive, uh, on, on the edge rushing Uh, as we enter this season considering it is a development year it is a year we have so many young guys let's see who these guys are so I'm sure we'll get them into a rotation uh, which will be really nice and keep guys like Byron Young Michael Hoyt Daniel Hardy keep them fresh even though uh, we need to get them reps as well but just getting that rotation see who stands out and then the 2024 Rams I feel like we'll I feel really confident in saying that in 2024, we'll know exactly who our OLBs are going to be going into that season based off of this season. That's just, it feels right, you know? Like, (laughs) I think it makes sense. All right, moving on. (laughs) Cornerback. Kobe Durant uh, feels like a guy who could be a breakout player in the secondary, likely uh, won't play in preseason. uh, But we did hear from him in the opening press conferences as well. He's willing to step in wherever he could, and wherever he's asked. And he very well could be taking over that star role. I think he's got the skill set to do it. I think he's also got the energy to do it. I think he's he's a very, very talented player. And he did make a couple of mistakes last year. But overall, he was very exciting. Regularly in the right position. Had very good things to say about Aubrey Pleasant. So I'm excited to see what Kobe Durant does this year. Darian Kendrick, who kind of came in with him, uh, feels like a season where uh, DK either has to rise up from the crowd or he's going to get lost in it. Uh, We'll see which happens. Um, I like Darian Kendrick. I I think he is, uh, I don't want to say underrated, uh, but because we haven't really seen a whole lot from him. But he's got, like, he was a player that I was so excited for. I was more excited for DK than I was for for Durant. And, I mean, obviously Durant had the better season. But Darian, I think, is still a very talented player. So I want to see where he fits into this uh, this defense, especially in the secondary. And then Akella Witherspoon coming in, added late. But this is... Is this somebody who's going to be a top three in the room? Like, he kind of comes in with a little bit more experience, obviously being a niner, being a Steeler, so he's got that that you know to hang his hat on a little bit. But uh, I I feel very weird about bringing him in here because I was so excited about seeing these young guys, seeing seeing DK, seeing Durant, seeing Trey Tomlinson, and so and Robert Rochelle. So the Akella Witherspoon addition is. I guess surprising to me, but hey, man, if he can if he can come in and play, then he can come in and play, and that's awesome. Uh, moving on to Trey Tomlinson, another player who I would say is uh, in a position where he could be the team's defensive rookie of the year. He stands at five nine, but that is not a detriment to his play at all. Dude is an absolute star, and it feels like the Rams really potentially have a steal in this uh, in this role here as uh, he comes in number six. Obviously, uh, some draft representation there. Uh, from Trey Tomlinson and obviously a good pedigree we always have to kind of mention that when it comes to Trey Tomlinson the name if that sounds familiar it should because his uh, uncle is a hall of famer but uh, he comes in like I said as an undersized guy but that does not hurt his play at all so uh, I think that as long as he keeps that underdog mentality then he's in position to have a very good year and I'm excited to see what he brings to this Rams defense which brings us to Robert Rochelle, uh, who we've had high hopes on for, I guess, a few years now. And maybe I'm alone here, um, but I've always felt like he's better than he's played. And this year, it seems like this is like the make it or break it year, right? Like, if, if Robert Rochelle doesn't pop this year and show that he can be one of those top guys, then maybe he doesn't have it either. Um, but I, I, I again, I, I feel like he has. No, we've not seen him play to his full potential, so... This preseason, this training camp, I think is going to be huge for Robert Rochelle. Not only to make this team and to stick around long term or anything, but if he wants to not get just lost in the depth and be like a, the fifth or sixth guy at corner, I think he has to have a very strong camp and preseason. And then some of the others, uh, we are listening just for names in this grouping. Um, like obviously, like guys like Sean Jolly and and, and, and names like that of just that. Who knows who's going to pop this year? But we we are kind of now, uh, I guess, flooded at this role. So if anybody's going to stand out in preseason and camp, uh, then that is obviously massive for their chances of making the uh, the end roster here. And then at the safety spot, Jordan Fuller is the clear-cut leader of the secondary now. He doesn't really have any of that that uh, veteran competition, I would say, uh, to be just the clear-cut leader of that secondary group. Uh, but Quentin Lake, he's coming in. Uh, he could be he could be seen plenty this season and. Uh, He's just got to take advantage of his opportunity because obviously Quentin Lake, uh, being here last year, he's got a good understanding. And I think that he's, I, I like the way that he learns, if that makes any sense at all. So I'm really excited to see the impact of uh, Aubrey Pleasant on Quentin Lake. And that's exactly what I would ask him. I would ask him what it's been like to work with Aubrey Pleasant. I know that, that uh, Kobe Durant got that question today. Uh, but I would like to see uh, what Quentin Lake, uh, what he has to say about that. Fuller as well. I know that Fuller's uh, worked with him before. But uh, yeah, that just to see the impact of uh, Aubrey Pleasant, I think is going to be very abundant, very clear in that secondary. Even with the young guys, they're going to be put in good positions because of Aubrey Pleasant. And Quentin Lake is a guy that could take full advantage of that. Another guy who could, though, is uh, Jason Taylor the second rookie coming in another rookie who has a chance to make a very legitimate impact this season and it would not surprise me at all to see a Taylor and Fuller combo at the safety spot as uh, Jason Taylor looks like he could absolutely be a playmaker and we got different guys in different areas as far as the rookies go so if we want to just kind of recap the rookies we have rookies in every grouping that feel like they could have a very good impact and in some of those situations would mean uh, that uh, maybe we see some unfortunate injuries here. But in every position group, we have a rookie who could, if needed, we feel like could show us something that would be awesome this year, whether that's Stetson Bennett at quarterback, Zach Evans at running back, Davis Allen at tight end, Warren McClendon, uh, Steve Avila from uh, on the offensive line, uh, Puka Nakua at wide receiver, Trey Tomlinson at corner. Uh, we've got Jason Taylor in the at, at the safety spot, Kobe Turner on the defensive line. And then Byron Young and some of these other guys, Oshawn Mathis, Nick Hampton, on the on the, as as the linebackers. So there's guys in every single role in a, the entire special teams is pretty much brand new guys. So we have like rookies at every role too that could really see a big impact this year, and and that's kind of exciting. It's it's terrifying, but it's also very exciting. So. To see who's going to pop this year, we still obviously don't know that. But as we dive into camp, that's kind of my whole point with all of this, is as we dive into camp, let's see who's popping, all right? Let's see which one of these guys are taking this incredible opportunity that you have in the Los Angeles Rams roster right now with not a lot of of just clear-cut starters uh, outside of guys like Cup, Stafford, Donald, Havenstein, Higby like guys like that who are just obviously fuller, like guys who are just clear cut starters on this team. There's position battles everywhere. And that is so exciting as we dive into training camp here is the 25th of July right now. And um, yeah, we are getting into it. This is to me, the official start of football season. This is it right here is the start of training camp. We got preseason right around the corner, just weeks away until we see these guys hit an actual football field and we get to see it with our own eyeballs we get to see what puka Nakua does uh with stetson bennett at quarterback and davis allen what he can do and and maybe maybe we'll see steve avila at, uh, on on the offensive line we get to see what he can do maybe he's maybe he uh doesn't have those plays like logan Brusque getting totally bull rushed last year because that was not what we wanted to see but uh we will probably see a lot of these young guys in the secondary we'll probably see maybe we will see trey tomlinson That'll be telling to see if we do or do not, uh, but I'm excited to see some of these young edge rushers. O'Shawn Mathis, Nick Hampton, uh, it's 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 exciting times right now uh, and because we don't know. So that's my, that's my PSA, is we don't have the answers here. And I can give you predictions until I'm blue in the face, but ultimately we don't know. We don't know what these guys are talking about in the locker rooms right now. We don't know what these guys are motivated by, maybe a guy that we don't Think is going to pop this year maybe he's sitting there with the biggest reasoning in the world in that locker room right now maybe he's got more drive than anybody in this locker room to make this team and and get to that second contract where he can make sure that he and his family are good for generations who knows who that guy is in that building right now and that to me is what is so exciting so that is going to do it for this uh episode nine of uh season eight of ram showcase Make sure you follow me uh, everywhere at Sheriff Joe Bags, at Ram Showcase uh, and uh, definitely ramshowcase.com. As we dive into training camp, as we dive into the season, we will be uh, keeping up regular content there uh, that will be, of course, shared on the Ram Showcase uh, social media pages. Uh, so take your peeks there. If you would like to support the show, the best way to do that is by uh, snagging some Ram Showcase merch. I will be adding a few items uh, to, the, uh, to the merch list there on the website. So uh, if you head to ramshowcase.com, click on that merch tab. Uh, you'll see uh, some things popping in there. And uh, some will be potentially related to the Ram Showcase Live. And again, uh, that is every Monday streaming on YouTube as well as Facebook. Uh, so check it out there. And uh, we, we, that's for the fans. So Ram Showcase the podcast is for me to just unload my brain onto you. Uh, But for uh, Ram Showcase Live, that's to get interaction. Everybody is welcome to hop on the stream and just have a conversation with me, or if you just want want to ask me questions in the comments, it is a fan-driven event, so it is all about the topics that you would like to discuss, it's not about the topics that I would like to discuss. And sometimes, there are topics that I don't really love, but hey, it's not for me, right? It's for the fans. If you all want to talk about Madden Ratings, hell yeah, let's talk about Madden Ratings, but uh, I still don't see the point in them. (laughs) But, hey, it's cool, right? It's cool. It's cool. We're all just here to have a good time and uh, support the L.A. Rams, which is what we're doing here and on the Rams Showcase Live. Uh, and those times change every week, so uh, there's nothing set in stone as far as that goes, but that will continue throughout the season. So we'll be uh, mainly talking about the previous game and giving out our game badges and all that stuff. Um, and then the, the the previews will be on the podcast version every single week. So um, that is going to do it for me. I'm going to go ahead and uh, peace on out of here and uh, just get uh, get my mind way too excited about some uh, ch- some training camp because it's here now. Football is here, and uh, we're pumped about it. So at Rams Showcase, at Sheriff Joe Bags, uh, and that's going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio and the Fan Sided Network. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for listening, and Go Rams.